My name is Nina Mellon-Shelley, and together with Adrienne Young and Anya Christofferson, we would like to share with you the key points we uncovered as a part of a scoping review we conducted on co-designing nutrition interventions with consumers. The idea originally came about as I was planning to undertake a research project to co-design a dietary intervention with mothers. I was interested in the processes, methods and outcomes of research that had previously used a co-design approach for dietary interventions. And so together with Adrienne, we started to plan for the scoping review. Before unpacking the main results, I would also like to share two things about this scoping review that were unique. The first being the inclusion of Anya, a health consumer who we invited to be part of the authorship team. The second interesting or unique part of this scoping review is that we adapted an accelerated methodology known as the two-week systematic review developed by a team at Bond University's Institute for Evidence-Based Healthcare. Anna Mae Scott, co-senior author to this paper, was one of the two-week systematic reviews developers and guided us through the automated tools and accelerated process so that we managed to conduct this scoping review in under three weeks from start to finish. Prior to starting the scoping review, we wanted to clearly understand and define what co-design is and what it isn't. However, we soon discovered that co-design is not a well-defined concept within healthcare research and that there is no single clear definition of co-design. There appears to be a spectrum of consumer inclusion within a co-design team, which makes it difficult to clearly define what should and should not be included under the co-design umbrella. In the end, we wanted to emphasise the importance of relational considerations between consumers and other members of the co-design team, such as researchers, healthcare workers or policymakers. To be included in this scoping review, studies needed to have involved consumers at the levels of collaborate or empower, which are defined in the International Association of Public Participation spectrum. Other inclusion criteria were studies that co-designed a dietary intervention targeted at adults and co-design that occurred with adults. We did not set any parameters around what the nutrition intervention was for, providing the aim was to improve a health condition or dietary behaviour. So what did we find? We screened almost 5,000 articles and in the end included 19 unique studies which were reported across 29 peer-reviewed articles. Many of the studies were co-designing nutrition interventions aimed at treating or preventing chronic disease, for example, type 2 diabetes or stroke, while other nutrition interventions aimed at preventing disease after cancer, and others yet looked at improving diet quality or fruit and vegetable intake. It was during the data extraction process that our consumer author, Anya, introduced the idea of scoring the included studies based on elements of what can be considered ideal co-design. I'd like to hand over to Anya and Adrienne to explain what we found about co-design, what constitutes ideal co-design, and the value of including a consumer as an author on the team. So welcome, Anya. Thank you so much, Nina. So hi everyone, my name is Anya, and as Nina mentioned, we really needed to understand if the interventions that we were looking at were co-designed or not. As co-design isn't really well defined, we needed to know if certain parts of the papers were actually co-designing or not. 
So what we decided to look at was the co-design mindset and principles, and we put this into an ideal co-design checklist. So what we wanted to look at was if they were elevating lived experience, if they were co-governing with people with lived experience, if they were practicing in an equity-centric way, if they were incorporating diversity, if they were implementing principles of inclusion, and also if they were building capacity both within the research team and within the people with lived experience or consumers that were involved in the research. We scored this whether they were doing it all the time or only sometimes or not at all, so we could see how much they were actually co-designing it and whether it was ideal co-design or if they were actually just doing some co-design in the process. We also wanted to understand what stages of the research they were practicing co-design in, as we didn't feel that it was fair to just dismiss papers if they were doing some co-design but not co-design across the whole stage of the research. So we looked at whether or not they were co-deciding, if they were co-planning the research, if they were co-designing the actual intervention, if they were co-evaluating, co-disseminating the research, or co-implementing. So this gave us a really clear idea of where the strengths and weaknesses were in co-design and also the understanding of co-design as a whole. That really led to one of my key takeaways from the scoping review. And that's something that Nina briefly mentioned before. And that was that less than half of the papers actually had a definition of co-design listed. And what this really tells me is that co-design is such an elusive concept still. We don't really know what the goalposts are. So how do we know if we're co-designing effectively if we don't actually have a clear agreed upon definition of what we're supposed to be doing? Being involved in a scoping review as a consumer was a really interesting opportunity for me and one that I really thoroughly enjoyed. It gave me an opportunity to understand a different aspect of research that I hadn't previously been exposed to. And what I found most advantageous was that I was actually able to input in ways that I'd not necessarily thought I could previously. And that was enabled by the research team really giving me free reign and enabling a co-design process within the scoping review where I was able to speak freely and really be part of the team rather than just have a set role that was predefined before we started. I'd now like to hand over to Adrian to discuss why it was important to include a consumer, co-design across the research spectrum in more detail, and recommendations for co-designing a dietary intervention. Thank you so much, Anya. My name's Adrienne, I'm a dietitian researcher, and I feel really privileged to have been part of this team who undertook this review. I think whenever we're uh, starting a research project or a systematic review, we're always thinking about what type of expertise we need in the team to be able to deliver on a quality research project. And I think as we're moving into um, enhancing our uh, consumer engagement and co-design, I think we really need to be thinking about lived experience as one of those key um, expert expertise that we need within the team. So in this uh, scoping review, we had our expert methodologists, we had our expert dietitians, and we also needed experts in co-design. And I think that that really then lends itself to ensuring that we're including consumers within the, the, the team. Anya's talked about her role within the, the review, and it's clear that she played a, a huge role in, in developing our definition. And I think, as she mentioned, the, 
the definition of co-design is elusive. And so being able to have robust discussions within the team when we were deciding how we were going to define co-design in this project was really important because it wouldn't have been authentic to the principles of co-design if we as a research team were developing that definition. So being able to, to collectively decide what our definition was going to be, I think really added a lot of strength to this um, research study. Um, and it was also able to then really hold us to account when we were making decisions about whether something was co-designed or not. And I think you really do need that lived experience to be able to make that call. And I think we all would have felt really uncomfortable doing that um, without um, leaning on her expertise in that way. Annie has already given a really nice description of some of the studies, um, some of the findings of our study, and we found that the included studies included co-design across the whole research spectrum. And I think that really demonstrates that co-designing nutrition interventions is possible and that you can be partnering with consumers to uh, plan your, your intervention, to, to do the design piece in how you're evaluating it or how you're disseminating it. And you don't necessarily need to be held to co-designing across all of those stages. But of course, if you're able to build partnerships right from the very beginning and decide together, what are you going to co-design? Why are you doing this? And going through the steps together is really going to build relationships that will be sustainable beyond your project and also ensure that you're developing interventions that really meet people's needs. Um, my key takeaway or recommendation when co-designing a dietary intervention is really to be committed to some of those principles of co-design, which I think are really nicely articulated in our ideal co-design checklist. So while we developed it in order to assess and understand the co-design in the included studies, I think it could be used prospectively to really guide how you're forming relationships and how you're working together as a team and really making sure that you're listening and learning and making decisions together as a team um, and ensuring that the consumer voice um, has a seat at the table and has equal power in those decisions. I think also a, a key recommendation for future systematic and scoping reviews would be to consider including a consumer in your team to help you really um, identify what is the key re um, review question that you're asking, what sort of outcomes should you be looking at in the paper, and what might be some implementation um, and, and patient-centred considerations around your findings. Um, so thank you so much for listening to us and we hope you really enjoy and find that our paper useful. Thank you.